0: With your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucas Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now, here's your host, Robert Anderson.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is consciousness, part two. And we also have something nice for you today. We have a gift that we're going to tell you about later, and we'll uh, send it out to you. Uh, all you have to do is give us a call, but we'll talk more about that gift uh, that we have for you a little later on in the show. Uh, our opening thought is from the works of Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey uh, is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization. Lucis Trust sponsors this show, and she wrote uh, 24 volumes of books. And all of the dialogue that you'll hear on this show emanates from the works of Alice Bailey, as does this thought. What must be grasped is that all that is is ever present. And uh, I can't help but think of uh, 20th century science that we're still continuing to explore and uh, understand. And um, it, to me, it means uh, it's very mu- this statement by Alice Bailey is very much in sync with uh, 20th century science, quantum physics, and uh, the idea to me that Alice is setting forth, Alice Bailey is setting forth right here is that uh, all that ever was, all that ever is, and all that ever will be does exist out there somewhere in time. We talked before about the expansion of consciousness. What psychological effect does such an expansion have on an individual?
0: I think it can be um, transformative. It can be like uh, an earthquake, uh, depending on what the expansion entails, um, these these um, expansions of consciousness can occur for many reasons, from those kinds of induced experiences that anybody who uh, remembers the 1960s uh, can trace back to the use of LSD and other mind-altering drugs, to religious practices, to... Uh, the quest for self-understanding that can be um, put into motion by a a really deep psychological crisis. Any number of paths can lead one to an expansion of of consciousness, and uh, they can be devastating or exhilarating depending on how one reacts to them.
2: Yeah, they can have a good or a bad effect, uh, and uh, it's... Usually these uh, expansions uh, enable the person to see more and to understand more of the world uh, beyond his little self. And uh, as I said, it can have good or bad effects depending on uh, how one is able to handle this new information, this new energy. And expansions can be uh, vertical as well as horizontal. And by that I mean... um, you can be there are these horizontal expansions. You understand more of the uh, of the physical world, the tangible world in which you live in. But then there is the, the what you call the vertical expansions that are upward to the soul level or inward to the soul level, and uh, you, you, one grasps uh, more and more of that realm of consciousness.
0: One of the um, phrases from the Bible that I think relates to this um, uh, topic is the saying that, um, well, it was the parable of the man who built his house on sand. uh, And his house was blown away in a storm, and he was left with nothing. And uh, then there was the, the person who built his house on a solid foundation of rock, and he survived the storm. And the whole point of that parable is to uh, tell us that when we don't have a secure foundation in our lives and we undergo a crisis, then we experience a kind of devastating reaction that doesn't necessarily expand the consciousness. It can be contracting, if anything. It can turn you in upon yourself. But if you have that solid spiritual foundation under you, you can weather a crisis and emerge with a more expanded sense of who you are, an expanded sense of what your possibilities are as a child of God. Not in the sense of an ego-flattering kind of um, uh, self-knowledge, but uh, I think that the power and the... Uh, stability that come from knowing what you are capable of enduring mm-hmm. and what you can weather and still survive and how much you identify with the rest of humanity. These are all psychological effects, aren't mm-hmm. they?
2: Yeah, and the uh, those expansions, if they're related to soul, to, to um, moving closer to the soul or opening up more to the soul level, then that opens one up to an inflow of energy, more powerful energies of the soul, and these can have very subtle effects on uh, one's consciousness. Uh, you know, they can lead to uh, more stability, as you say, or actually instability. They mm-hmm. can can lead to, uh, in some cases, perhaps even to uh, a lot of anxiety and um, neurosis of different kinds uh there is this sudden inflow of energy that uh, maybe the physical brain and the uh, lower personality is not yet ready to handle so it makes it kind of <coughs> difficult for this all this stimulation comes pouring in and uh, we don't see it as that we don't really identify it as that but that's really what's happening in modern in many cases
0: but these experiences, even when they are devastating to the personality, they can often be very fruitful in the long run. That's why new experience of all types is so often um, growth-producing. You know, the old bromide about how travel is broadening. It really is, because it leads you into new experiences, into contact with people that you've never met before into an experience of cultures that might be very different than your own that's one example of uh, an expansion of consciousness that uh, might have some discomfort with it but it leads to a greater sense of the one humanity. The same with um, education that can expand the consciousness. It takes a lot of hard work to, to pursue an education but you come out on the other side with a broader sense of the world and your place in it
2: yeah that's what in fact one of the uh, sayings in the in the Bailey writings was as a result of one of these expansions uh, uh, one should become a citizen of the world
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, that's that's kind of the long range goal of these expansions of consciousness
0: one of, uh, maybe it would be helpful <laughs> to review I think we were talking about this last time in our discussion of consciousness that consciousness is, is the production if you will uh, that results from the contact of pure spirit pure divine energy with matter or form and both are needed by god the the spirit of god needs matter in which to manifest and the contact of spirit with the material realm produces slowly gradually consciousness, which is the, the the sensitivity to life, to the energy of life. Consciousness is another term for the soul, which is this awareness of being both divine in origin and um, capable of experiencing and manifesting in the world of form. Well, my point is that Sensitivity is the result of this impact, and part of it can be painful, but it can also break down the the borders that one has erected around oneself. And this is, I think, the whole point of expanding the consciousness, to break out of this self-imposed barrier that makes one while he is living in the material outer world, think that he is a separated unit of consciousness. That's the central Mm -hmm. illusion about life on earth, that all of us who are not fully spiritually realized people think and we're wrong in assuming that we are separated individuals apart from the whole of life and certainly separate from our fellow men. It's an illusion, a mm. profound <coughs> one.
2: Right, and when when one reaches that point of realizing that there is something more, another stage or another layer, another level uh, that one encounters, then uh, this often brings up a point of tension and um, conflict within the person because uh, the, the decision has to be made whether to adjust to a a higher values of the soul, the higher values that uh, one encounters in this expansion, or to stay with an old pattern of thinking that uh, one um, had in that o- that old life of the past, you know, before this expansion. So, I mean, there is a real conflict that crops up in people, I think.
1: The dialogue that, uh, that you and Dale are, are having reminds me of John Donne, the famous romantic uh, poet who wrote about, wrote a poem entitled uh, Manacles of the Mind, uh, how, uh, how most of our uh, experience, most of our thought is limited by our self-imposed, uh, mm-hmm. limited consciousness. And I couldn't help but think of his poem as you uh, mm-hmm. explored consciousness. Uh, what are the barriers to expanding the consciousness?
0: Well, the, the sense that we by residing in a form, a body, are separate from other people. That's one major barrier. Why the world is made so that we have individual personalities and individual bodies, I don't know. It must fulfill some part in the plan, because this is where the varied and diverse contribution of human beings can be offered to the plan through the experience and the equipment that each of us has in a particular lifetime but on the level of consciousness we we don't have those barriers and yet we assume they're there and that's what to me is so interesting about consciousness that it really is a reflection of what we assume about life we tend to think that what we experience what what we think what we are aware of is reality but more and more I'm beginning to realize it isn't necessarily reality at all. At all, It's just what we think. It's a, a construct that we have created for ourselves, probably over many, many incarnations, and we bring it back with us every time we are reborn. As a friend of mine said the other day, we all have these tapes playing in our heads. Well, each of us has a tape, that we run constantly and that is our consciousness and that we mistake for reality. And the central problem is to figure out how to get beyond that tape, Mm -hmm. to make that breakthrough to a level of reality that is as God experiences the world.
2: Yeah, you mentioned earlier about uh, the... uh the illusions that we create as, as being barriers. <clears throat> and I was just thinking a good example of that was recently happened to, uh, uh, like the illusions created by the faulty accounting practices at uh, Enron and WorldCom and Arthur Anderson and those other companies. They've created the illusion of a growing and expanding and uh, profitable companies, uh, but Actually, when you look past that illusion, there was nothing but uh, nothing but falseness there. And such illusions uh, have become, uh, they've preyed on investors, on the investors' desires for profits. And uh, they've created this illusion that there was this profitable company. And uh, then we find out that it was all based on, on falseness.
0: Yeah, it's an ex- a, g- a good example because um there's another scandal that recently came to light I can't uh, think of who to attribute it to but an accountant said that the minute he looked at their books he realized what they had done it was a a, a totally fabricated picture that they were trying to present and that anybody with any knowledge of accounting could see through immediately and it's again a um an indication of the fabulousness, I guess to use the real meaning of the word, the fabulousness of their creation that really has no foundation to it. So our point is reality is not (coughs) what we necessarily present it to (coughs) be.
2: Right. I mean, uh, everybody, all the investors assumed that what they were reading and what they were hearing was was real, was reality, was Mm -hmm. the truth.
0: And, and they wanted it to be, and they probably didn't look too hard. That's
2: that's where we, we all buy into the illusion part of it by uh, by <laughs> investing because we're also uh, want these same profits. We want uh, to be part of this growth and to, to see it grow, and so we're willing to go along with uh, what appears to be reality.
1: And and also look at how the behavior of mankind was affected by that illusion of Enron, too. And I think another point uh, of this whole discussion is that our consciousness, whether it be illusion or real, determines our behavior. So that's why consciousness is so important. Uh, If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. And today we're talking about consciousness. We're doing consciousness, part two. And by the way, I guess you're interested in that gift that we're sending out to you. We have a gift. uh, It's a pamphlet. And the title of the pamphlet is The Energy of Light. And I think you'll find it very interesting. It's more or less uh, in alignment with um, what we're speaking about today. So once again, it's called The Energy of Light. It's a pamphlet. We'll send it out to you uh, free of charge. Um, simply give us a call at the toll-free number, one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. 695 8247 Once again, that's one 866 Six, nine five, eight two, four, seven, and all the work by the way of the Lucs Trust, including this program, is funded by the voluntary donations of people like yourselves who support the goals of the Lucas Trust. We are not endowed, nor do we have a wealthy benefactor who helps to pay for this program. We depend on the donations large and small of individuals, so please give if you want these programs to continue on the air. Uh, donations can be sent to Lucas Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, Lucas Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And once again, if you want us to send out that uh, gift to you, the pamphlet the, uh, entitled "The Energy of Life," uh, the Energy of Light, give us a call on our tool, toll-free number. Uh, the easy way to remember it is 1866. N.Y. LUCIS. Think of one eight six six new york lucis I can't help but always be reminded of that uh, nice quotation by Victor Hugo that once the mind expands to a, a new dimension, it can never return to its uh, original form, and I think that's uh, so true, and it's uh, very uh, similar to what you were saying earlier. What are some of the um, uh, subtle ways that affect the change in human consciousness?
0: Well... If possible, if, before we respond to that, I'd like to come back to the, the issue of what are the barriers to mm-hmm. the expanding of consciousness. I think enough hasn't been said about this sense of being a separated unit, an individual, because I, I from my understanding, the whole, the whole issue of consciousness and the expansion of consciousness centers on this realization in the human being that he is a self. We talked uh, in the previous program about consciousness being... uh, Actually, it permeates all levels of life, from the mineral kingdom, the vegetable kingdom, the animal kingdom, as well as human. And I think you can watch an ant colony or a a bee hive and know that consciousness does organize life on that level in a way that uh, is quite extraordinary. But the unique thing about the human being is that he realizes he is... an individual, a unit, an entity, I guess you could say. He's aware. He's self-aware. And that is such a significant and essential recognition. But the problem is that we stay stuck in it. We like being separate, apparently, with all its sorrow and loneliness from time to time. We like thinking that we are self-ruling and um, self-maintaining when in fact we are not we live within a much greater life we live within the life of god and yet western religion seems to present an idea that god resides outside of and apart from the manifested world one of in to my mind one of the great contributions of the eastern religious view is that god yes, is transcendent apart from and above and beyond the created world, much greater than that, but also present within it, in every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So the, the sense of the self is needed to be aware of one's own potential divinity, but when we s- reside within that sense of being a separated self, we build a prison, we build a barrier.
2: Yes, this uh, self-centeredness is a stage we have to go through uh, from, uh, well, I I suppose... From the herd? From the herd, yeah. I mean, we work our way up through the animal kingdom and then into the human kingdom. And it's that point that we become, that the self uh, becomes uh, apparent and we become an individual. And this is a stage that's necessary Uh, because we just can't go from herd consciousness into the next stage of group consciousness, which we've talked about before. But um, so it's an inevitable stage that we have to just struggle through and make our way through it and make all kinds of mistakes. And uh, so, yes, that the great barrier to moving on is this... uh, uh, I was th- thinking of these entrenched attitudes that so many people tend to have sometimes, and entrenched ways of thinking. They're happy in their, in their little niche in the world, and uh, they don't, they're do suspicious of every other kind of uh, thinking outside the box, so to speak. And uh, the, I'm thinking of the, the Luddite, Mentality mm-hmm. where they were <coughs> this group of individuals. I think they were in England. back in the 19th century.
0: Well, I don't know. I I can always associate that term with Jonathan Swift, but maybe I'm wrong. Well,
2: maybe so. But they had no.
0: I think I'm wrong. They gotcha. they
2: were so anti <laughs> anti technology. Yeah, right. and uh, they just didn't.
0: The Unabomber claimed he was a Luddite.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it's it's groups, individuals, and groups of individuals that are are stuck in that uh, kind of category, and uh, they see no need to move.
0: Well, that's why sometimes a good crisis is uh, an effective blow against the head that uh, shocks one out of that dream. Um, yeah,
2: it's the two by four, dream. On, yeah. the two by four on the yeah. mule. That could be the catalyst
1: to yes.
0: uh,
2: bring us
1: into a new dimension <laughs> it could be of a consciousness. Great I guess. Yeah. yeah.
0: But wouldn't you say that humanity is really profoundly? Uh, um, Polarized in this stage of being vividly self-aware, not only on an individual level, but whole masses and nations are aware of themselves. The nation-state is a fairly new construct, as I understand it, of just the last century or two. And that's, again, an expression of selfhood, which is necessary, but also becomes a limitation.
2: Yeah, it becomes... Um the, the uh, question over sovereignty. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <coughs> Major question before the UN.
2: Right now, and that's that's a big question that people in every nation uh, is going to have to uh, give way on. In other words, if we're going to be realize our oneness and the one humanity, then some of this staunch uh, call for sovereignty will have to be... Uh, kind of uh, let go, I think.
0: And the, the, the difficulty is in realizing that that sense of self-containment um, of independence can be released, and yet you don't lose your own spiritual autonomy. You can give up a certain amount of um, separateness without giving up real spiritual freedom. In fact, you gain it. You gain you know, freedom. That's
2: that's the thing that's hard to for them to mm-hmm. realize. Perhaps you're really gaining more in the long run than what you're giving up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're you're gaining even if you have to give up some sovereignty. You're gaining <coughs> a um, more unification with the world.
0: But it's hard to believe that until you're really ready to make that leap. And I think yeah. humanity is. Um, really engaged in this process on a on a massive level today where we have such extreme examples of selfishness and of creativity which also is an aspect of the consciousness of the self great gifted contributions are are visible but also extreme selfishness and so i suppose these are all signs that we are poised on this threshold of being ready to merge into a larger, more expanded consciousness, if not of the one humanity, at least of um, some larger realm of of group relationship. I hope so.
2: It's something that has to come because of what's in store for humanity just over the horizon, so to speak, in this new age that we're coming into.
0: What What do you mean?
2: There's... Well, the, the, um, the universality in consciousness that we're moving toward. I mean, this is what, what human consciousness is moving towards and will eventually develop uh, through humanity. There will be this expression of universal awareness. And uh, I think that's what's ahead for the human race
0: but you can't um even begin to prepare for that kind of awareness until you have given up some, some of your mm-hmm. sense of being separate from and apart from and different than perhaps better than everybody else right this yeah. whole maybe next time we can get into this whole discussion of being um separated from the larger whole because it's a fascinating area to ponder on
1: and it's not just a, an Eastern religion uh, concept. Uh, it's also the latest science, too, is that mm-hmm. in truth, in true reality, we are everything, all of life is connected. Mm-hmm. That that's true rea- uh, reality and that the illusion is what we were talking about before, that we are separate mm-hmm. entities. That, that That's the falsehood. And it's also interesting uh, uh, to just talk about that idea that I read in Science News uh, not too long ago about how in Science News there was an article about how of the science that was considered to be true and real back in the 1890s is now considered to be false. So with that note, we should all all keep open-minded about new possibilities for what reality is. Uh, Once again, that gift, if you'd like the gift uh, of the uh, pamphlet that we will be happy to send out to you, it's titled The Energy of Light. Give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. And we'll send it out to you in the easy way, 1866 NY Lucis. Think of 1866 New York Lucis. That's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we'd like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.